You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Hello there and welcome to the Drinks with Johnny podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me this week. I had an incredible week and I hope you guys had a great weekend as well. In fact, I had a great last week uh, getting a follow-up call with Miles Kennedy, last week's guest. was really awesome and really nice. I was such a great dude. Um, Always welcome back on the show. Uh, Talking to him about their new record in Alter Bridge coming out on October 14th, Pongs and Kings. It's later on this week. Make sure you guys go check that out. And then Avenged Sevenfold, my band, announced our fan club Halloween party coming later on this month. And uh, we got our RSVPs for 150 people right away. So if you're one of the 150 people, congratulations. We're planning an incredible party for you guys. Going to be a lot of fun. I got my costume picked out. It's a costume Halloween party. Hope you hope you are, are ready for it if you're one of the 150. If you're not, better luck next time. But uh, tune in and, and uh, there's going to be a lot of details coming for that. If you follow Avenged Sevenfold. Uh, also, earlier this weekend, I was watching WWE, a huge fan, and I got to see the return of Bray Wyatt, one of my favorite wrestlers I actually met back in 2017. He and Braun Strowman, who actually just came back to the WWE a few weeks ago as well, came out to the World Wired tour, um, uh, the Metallica tour we did in 2017 in Orlando, Florida, and got to meet those dudes. They were incredible dudes. It was real fun. Uh, chance to meet them. There's actually pictures of it up on the Avenge Unfold uh, Instagram still. You gotta scroll all the way down to 2017, but it's there if you haven't seen it already. They're incredible dudes. It's it's really excited to see them back in the ring. And Bray's entrance back to WWE was incredible at Extreme Rules. Uh, the imagery, the everything about it, he's just a really great performer, and I'm really excited to see what he's uh, got in store for us as wrestling fans. And uh, again, kudos to, uh, or, or props, uh, shout out, whatever you want to say to uh, Braun Strowman, who, who made his return uh, a few weeks ago as well. Both great dudes, uh, really happy to see them back in the ring and doing their thing. So it's really cool for me as a wrestling fan. And as a fan of Lagwagon, the band, I got to go out to the Glass House in Pomona, a venue I had not been to in many, many years. I used to go to a lot of shows there uh, when I was a kid, and then, of course, got to play there one time uh, with, uh, with Avenged uh, on the Wake in the Fallen tour. That was probably, I was probably 19, 20 years old at the time, and uh, going back to that venue was just really cool. Getting to meet little Joe, who was on the show earlier this season, uh, in person, because we did it over Zoom, and then uh, seeing Joey uh, Cape from the band, uh, who was on the this, on this show last season as well. Marco DeSantis from Sugar Cult was there. The rest of the guys, obviously, in Lagwagon got to meet them uh, finally. Great dudes, great show. It was their 30th anniversary as a band. The last, the last show of the entire tour right here in Pomona, which was really cool. I got to take out my brother, who introduced me to the band, and my nephew, who's uh, an aspiring bassist himself. It was really cool to uh, share that experience with them and be there. Uh, and see Lagwagon, just total nostalgic moment, all the songs, just such a great live band. If you ever get a chance to see them, uh, I don't know when it will be, but if you ever get a chance, do not miss it. Um, Speaking of later on in this week, though, and today, I got the chance to sit down with Mark uh, of the band Nothing More, the guitarist, extraordinaire, one of the founding members. They have a new album coming out on October 14th as well. So go put, when you go check out Ultra Bridge's record on, on the 14th, also check out this one with nothing more. I had a great time reconnecting with Mark. 
uh, well, I think we decided it was like a 2021. I was on his show, A Few Good Brews. Uh, we got to talk a little bit about that. He's no longer doing the show that now that he's out on the road and, and busy with that. But it's 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 been really cool to reconnect with him and talk to him a little bit about his band, Nothing More, because we didn't really get to talk about that on his show. So it was really cool to uh, talk to him and just see what he's been up to, you know, reconnecting and, and, and all of that wonderful things. Um, again, it was great to talk to Mark. Here is that conversation I've been rambling on for too long. Again, hope you guys had a great weekend, as, I, as you can tell I did. So without further ado, here's my chat with Mark of Nothing More. Hello, hello. Hello. How's it going? I can hear somebody I can't see. There you are, Mark. How the hell are you, man? <laughs> What's up, Johnny? Uh, hey, man. Much, man. How are you? I know you're... Uh... So where are you at in the world right now? I know you're out on tour right now. You just finished up a sound check. Where are you guys at right now? Yeah, we are in Wallingford, Connecticut. Let me check the old Master Tour, you know. I don't even know what this... Uh, uh, Toyota Oakdale Theater. There you Toyota go. Toyota Oakdale Theater. Okay. Wow, you remember man. this one? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to say, no, I, I really don't remember that one. <laughs> That's fine. No, no worries, man. It's it, it's hard. The the bigger like amphitheaters and theater venues, a lot of times they blur together. You know, they're oh, yeah. unfortunately they don't have uh, like personality a lot of the times. Um, you know, you try to remember specifics, but then they all just kind of like, oh, it's another hockey oh. arena. Yeah, it's a, it's a hockey arena that you're in right now. Okay, I was like trying to remember what even that is. What, what's the what's the major city that it's close to? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and this um, is a little insight for everyone watching at home right now. Uh, not to poo poo on your city or anything like that, but uh, yeah, uh, we're often as guys on the road um, hop in the bus. Go for, uh, you know, 12 hours overnight while someone else is driving. Wake up the next morning and get told where you're at. And uh, that's, how, that's how sometimes it, it, it tends to be, right? Yep. Yeah, you have a priority list. You know, it's like, did I talk to my wife? Did I talk to my kids? You know, it's like, what, what do I need to do? Okay, when is uh, load-in? When's VIP or whatever, you know? Right. That's, yeah, well, that's, that's all you need to know. I think finally, uh, though, now that I think about it, now that I'm saying and now I'm kind of addressing the people at home listening or watching this, I think they could kind of maybe understand what we've been going through for for a long time now that they uh, have gone through a pandemic where they're at home and not really know what day it is or what's on the uh, on the planet uh, on a day to day basis. I mean, in a lot of ways, guys like you and I have kind of been living that way for a long time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're you're right. Yeah, and it is fortunately it is like summer camp because like well you're with your buddies or whatever you know your oh, your tour yeah. family and everything. Oh, no one's complaining about it. We're not complaining <laughs> about it by any means. <laughs> yeah, very true. I just looked at the map though, and it looks like uh, smack dab right in between New Haven and Hartford. So oh, okay. I mean, I'm sure I've been there. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> Someone get a fact check that for me. Let me know if Avenged Sinfold's ever played this place, too. That's awesome. <laughs> well, how the hell are you, Johnny? I'm good, man. I haven't talked to you since I was on your show, A Few Good Brews. Uh, yeah. That was like, I was trying to remember. Was that like a year and a half ago, two years ago? When, when the hell was that? I think so. Yeah, I think it was uh, like mid-2021. Okay, yeah. okay. You still doing that show? I uh, haven't since we kind of started touring again, as you know, you know, life gets busy um, and it's uh, just fallen a little, you know, lower on the priority totem pole. Right. So I I'd love to, you know, I, I really have a heart for beer and a palate for it, <laughs> um, especially traveling. That's like the best part of it. But it, I, I just don't have time to to give it what I want to give it right now. Yeah, so, no. I mean, you're focusing yeah. on the shows, everything. I, I totally understand how that goes. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of traveling, though, and a few good brews, what's something uh, – I mean, you, you guys have been out for quite some time again now. I know you uh, done, did that uh, co-headlining tour with Asking, and uh, my friends in Atreya were out there. I just had uh, Eva from Eva Under Fire on the show. Um, oh, so it had like a whole list of, of, of people that were on that, uh, that tour with you guys, uh, uh, about a month ago. And, uh, 
so I know you've been traveling is, is basically what I'm getting at there. And uh, what, what's been the, the beer that you found? I mean, what, what, what have you, uh, anything new, anything new that I need? Has beer changed since I've been out on the road is what I'm asking. <laughs> nice. Uh, man, I, I think so since COVID for sure, because I, I feel like craft beer was already starting to kind of like skyrocket and then COVID happened and everybody's home and, you know, everybody's got to drink even more, you know? <laughs> and, and so it's like, Oh man, let's make some even weirder beer and uh, let's, let's just go ape shit with it. Um, so I'm, man, I'm a huge, uh, advocate of, of breweries that take risks. You know, we actually did a beer, uh, nothing more did with urban South from new Orleans. Um, and it was a peaches and cream cream ale. And like, that was the goal of it. It was actually to, you know, you have some cream ale sometimes and it's like, man, this isn't creamy at all. Like, this isn't what I was expecting. I feel like this is false advertisement. (laughs) So it went went big. You're telling me you went big on the flavor profile of cream on this one. It was good, yeah. And subtle peach, subtle, like, cream with the cream. It's like put put a little marshmallow in there, and it was was nice. It was really, really good. Um, Fortunately, the stuff sold out fast and everything, but unfortunately, it's like uh, we have to commit. The band has to commit to, like, a, a lot, you know, in order to like get it into distribution and everything like that. And at this time, we're we're kind of not doing that. There's also so many breweries out there that are, um, you know, willing to partner up or, or or whatever. And I think ideally, at some point, um, it'd be super badass to have a whole tour outlined with have a having a base recipe, mm-hmm. and then each city is like, hey, put your spin on it. You know, like and yeah. partner with it. Yeah, partner with a charity, do something cool to give back. That's that's my big goal. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to be able to do that or have the time to do that, but I think that'd be really badass. Well, if you don't get around it on this time because you're 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 quite busy, I, I understand that. You know, when you get home in between some tours, I know that there's there's some time. I mean, you got family and stuff, of course, to deal with, but. You know, there's, you know, sometimes in between albums or something, that'd be a time to like kind of set up for that. Cause I do love the idea. I mean, and you know, you know, enough of those breweries, they were sending you stuff when you were doing uh, the, a few good brews. I know that like, and you were kind enough to send me out some of those for me to sample when I was on the show. Um, and, you know, getting together with those, uh, with those different uh, breweries and stuff and coming up with a cool charity thing and like a local thing. So help promote the show, help promote their brewery, whatever it may be. I think there's a, there's a lot of cool opportunities with uh, local breweries these days. There are, you're right. Yeah. So possibly one day, what about you? What's, what's the latest and greatest Johnny cocktail, man? Want to know latest and greatest. Well, uh, I'm actually on the wagon right now, so I haven't made a cocktail in a minute. The last cocktail I made was a French 75 for Doc Coyle when he was over at the house. So, nice. uh, yeah, so that was, he came on the show, made a French 75. Um, shit, I guess that's the last cocktail I've made. I didn't even realize that until just now. Um, yeah, I haven't come up with anything new. I got, I got a Halloween's around the corner though. That weekend is going to be my, uh, my, my trip back into booze. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm hoping right. I like I'm not going to, I'm not a submarine in it. You know, we're going to be a pirate ship on top there, you know, but, uh, yeah. We're, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna test the waters uh but uh yeah well, I'll, I'll have to get back to you on the cocktail there i gotta think i was just thinking about my favorite cocktail i made the other day yeah it's kind of along those lines it was for uh priscilla kelly now Gigi dolan the professional wrestler we made an, a spin on an aviation and uh put a tampon in it we used grenadine and uh, for the blood of the tampon and garnished it with the tampon. Wow, that's impressive. It's it's, it's in the archives here at Drinks with Johnny. If uh, that's not too lowbrow for you, you could find that. So That's cool, yeah. I'll <laughs> often check that out for sure. <laughs> lowbrow. It was, it was delicious. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm curious, you know, with uh, a lot of times, you know, you'll see now they have like bottled cocktails and it's like a pre-made yeah. type of thing. So I know Clay, uh, Clay Bush, our, our friend, you know, is, uh, kind of like, he's, he's partnered with Fred Minnick and he was, he right. was helping, uh, nothing more do the beer stuff. I know he's helped you in the past and whatnot, but that'd be really cool. I'd love to see a drinks with Johnny cocktail, you know, I like didn't even there. think about hitting up Clay for that. 
Yeah, Clay's, dude. Clay's, Clay's been rad uh, getting guests, uh, helping me. He's put me in contact with Fred Minnick. I saw that uh, he had a, you, uh, you had him on the show, and I, uh, through Fred, became a whiskey judge for the Ascot Awards. And uh, the, so they, Fred sends me like a hundred different samples of whiskey that I go through every year, and it's. It's it's a oh, wow. it's a hard job, but someone's got to do it, you know. A hard um, job. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, Fred's Fred's the best. Clay's the best. Yeah, that's a good idea. I would have to come up with something new, though. I think if I put it in a bottle, I don't want to just make, you know, a margarita or a, or a Manhattan or something. They, they, everyone's already perfected those. I got to come up with something new. Right, some new special little your own mix on it. You know. Yeah. Are you guys making yeah. uh, cocktails out there on the road? I, mean, I know for. Sometimes, you know, you got, you got those roadie Fridays and everyone comes backstage and, you know, sometimes you mix it up. Beer every night gets a little old. So you're like, hey, can we get the rider, the runner to just go out and get us A, B, C? I feel like making cocktails tonight. You're totally right. A lot of the times roadie Fridays will turn into like margarita Fridays. You get yeah. some tequila, we get some lime, get a little margarita mix. It, it, it definitely happens. Uh, you know, whiskey, we're, we're cheap whiskey guys, man. Uh, which, yeah, that's party foul or whatever, but I no, like no, no. What, what you like is what you, you like. Know? What do you mean by cheap though? I mean, you got, I mean, that's a broad term. I mean, that's for a true. lot of people. That's true. I, I don't, it's gotta be in a glass bottle at least. Okay. okay. <laughs> I was making sure. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know what kind of, uh, what kind of backstage parties we were talking about here, Mark. Right. True. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, but before stage, we'll all kind of do like a shot of Evan Williams okay. and I'll have my um, Evan Williams and actually I'll, I'll mix it with Pedialyte and, and water, you know, basically. So get a little hydrated and get a little energy a little loose for the for the show. OK, I see where you're going there. So you do that. That's yeah. like a pre-show ritual for you. Yep. Yes, sir. And you mix the Pedialyte with it or do you take the shot and then have a little bit of Pedialyte? Uh, I'll I'll take a shot, do a five hour energy, and then I'll my stage drink. I'll I'll uh, you know do like two shots of uh, Evan Williams, and then I'll put some Pedialyte powder, or if there's actually Pedialyte, like you know in a in a water bottle, mix it up, and then like pour half of it into the drink or whatever. So it's Dude. good. So you're getting pretty lit up on the show. I like it. Uh, <laughs> I'm just listening to this pre-show uh, ritual here, and I'm like, all right, he's getting pretty lit up for every show. That's pretty rad. Um, it, Got to feel what, it, you know? No, no, you're running around. I, I, I understand. I, I've, uh, yeah. you know, I think every every musician that, that does still drink or whatever, like, has, uh, you know, their their uh, their rituals or or whether. It, I, I, yeah. I guess I should say whether it uh, requires drinking or not, there, you still have your pre-show rituals and stuff. I'm sure you have a certain amount of time you spend warming up before a show and yeah. uh, close it all off and stuff. What 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 else are? I mean, I, I like to get a nap in before I, before a show. I mean, do you, do you ever man. do a pre-show nap? Is that is that something you get into? I do, I do. I, I did that all last tour. Typically, I, it's a bit insensitive and inconsiderate of other people, but I really just like finding a couch and like just, you know, cat napping for like 30 minutes or whatever. That's, that's pretty nice. You think that's bad. I'm like, nah, everyone out of the room, I'm closing. The, I want to go find a bed somewhere and I'm going to fucking, I'm 30 minutes. Jesus. I need a solid hour, man. I'm, I'm right. Right. Still recovering no, from the night before, you know, God, you gotta. True. Yeah. Our, our singer is a big advocate though. Every, every show it's, it's always a must. Mm -hmm. So, well, it's got to be. I get the nap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hello out there. Yes, hello out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist, Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you! 
Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review. If you want to listen to this show ad-free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. So, uh, how long have you, how long have you been on, uh, this particular, uh, trip that you're on right now? Yeah, man, we're, I think we've been out for about three weeks and we have until we probably have six weeks left or five weeks or something. It's a long tour. Um, we'll be done like end of October ish or whatever. And, uh, I think last show is 24th, maybe, um, something like that. Okay. So this is going to take you into... Uh, the the release of the new record, right? Spirits. You're correct. Yeah, October fourteenth. Yeah, right. yeah, that'll be out. Pumped. You got you guys got some stiff competition though. I just talked to uh, Miles <laughs> and Mark from uh, Alter Bridge. They're coming uh, out with their album Pawns and uh, Kings same day. What I found was interesting. I haven't seen. I was telling them like you guys have this. You release your four songs before the album comes out. You guys have done the same. You know, it seems to be the industry standard in rock right now. You release some songs before. It tends to be the number four for whatever reason. And uh, <laughs> and uh, you guys have the same same idea here with the, the last song on the record is the title track. And you release it, which is so weird to me because not only did I thought it was weird that Alter Bridge was doing it because I'd never seen it before. Now I was looking at your guys' record. And you're doing the same thing. I'm like, I know you guys didn't plan it unless you called up Miles on <laughs> the day off. But, uh, you know, it was just so weird because, again, I was telling them late, like, you know, deep track on the album is usually the last, last song, you know, big thing. And, you know, Spirits is a great song. Their song is a great song. It's a, the last, you know, finale track of an album. Not one you would usually release as, as kind of a single vibe. I mean, what was, what was the idea for you guys behind that? You're right. And it, for us, it, yes, it is like an early track and it's out before the album, but it's not a song that will push to radio or or be considered a single, I guess. For us, it was more like we kind of partnered it with like, we're announcing the album. Mm -hmm. This, this is the title track of the album. This is kind of what the album is about. Basically that, that was our thought process behind it. Okay. Well, it's a great song. I mean, I I don't know what singles are anymore because I, I, you know, I just I I, I don't know. I I, I I don't listen to the radio that much anymore. I don't I don't really know what what's getting played there. I just I go I go to Apple Music or Spotify. Man, that's where I listen to music. <laughs> so I just totally. if it sounds good, I don't I don't need a DJ to tell me if uh, which what the new single is anymore. I guess is what I'm getting at. For sure, and I and I totally understand that. Absolutely. Um, that's that's cool to know that they're uh, releasing stuff the same day. Yeah, that, that's that's sort of a bummer or whatever. But <laughs> I mean, it, if it's good, it's good. You know, yeah. that's that's all that matters. More good music. We all need more good music. Absolutely. You know? From yeah. the song, so I the only thing that I don't like about again going back to listening to four songs, I go I go to listen and I'm like, oh, there's four songs. But then uh, as I'm listening uh, on Apple, like one song ends like uh um tired of winning ends and you could hear that in the album when it's released it's gonna nicely flow into that next song but then it jumps to the ballad next and i'm like ah oh, shit man that just totally took me out of the element for a second <laughs> right right that's yeah that's that's very true and that is unfortunate especially uh if you are more of a an advocate of you know working on those the sequencing and having the transitions between songs and all of that to just like completely get interrupted um yeah it's it i know like for radio or whatever we're tired of winning it's like we had a version to where the the last chord just okay it rings out it sustains and then it goes away but for apple music i know it's like it's starting the next little track which is ships in the night which is Mm -hmm. available because it's in the music video and stuff but it is as fucking annoying when you've kind of <laughs> you've already heard that yeah, everyone's then- just trying to nav- navigate these new ways of listening to music i i get it I, but i do appreciate that you guys when you get when you obviously when you went into the album 
you guys were creating an album, obviously, and keeping in mind those sequencing, um, as you just pointed out, uh, what was the process like on this one for you guys? Cause it's, a it's a great album. Uh, I, I think it's a great follow up to the, to the one before, um, I go back to some of your guys' earlier stuff, uh, like the, the release in 2009. And I like that, uh, I don't know, a little bit more funky, funky stuff to it too, you know? And I think it's, uh, you guys have, have really honed in a different, uh, a different kind of rock sound. And I think it's really cool. Um, so just curious as to where you guys were going with this album, taking all the, all those things into consideration. No, that's, that's badass. I appreciate the kind words. Um, I feel like, with COVID and everything, we were all separate um, physically. Uh, Dan and I are both in San Antonio. Johnny is in Baton Rouge and Ben, our drummer, is in Phoenix. So there's just tons of file sharing going on. We didn't even see each other for a year um, for a lot of it. So it was, we all kind of like worked on our own things a lot more, I feel like. it, And, and we got... We basically, it allowed us to get a lot better at our craft and kind of like paint our own pictures to fruition, you know, instead of having, you know, the other guy like sometimes stop an idea from happening, which can be a bummer. But um, I don't know. I think we basically what I'm saying is we, we allowed ourselves to go further down the rabbit hole with ideas. So songs like Spirits or whatever, you know, it's six minutes long or whatever. Like we, we have longer songs on this one. It's a bit more progressive mm -hmm. and we kind of come from a little more of the progressive roots, I'd say. Um, though at, at the same time, I, I do feel like that there are songs like best times and I, that'll actually be out at the end of the month. Um, I'm really proud of it cause it is, it's just kind of straight up and it's got, it's the positive song on the album. It's up, it's uplifting. It's kind of a love song, which is cool. And it starts with uh, electric ukulele. So, wow. which is kind of funny. Yeah. That's your like, ukulele. Where'd you find one of those? Cheap. <laughs> 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 but nowadays, you know, with, with Axe Effects and all these amp emulators, it's like, you, you can't tell that it's a ukulele. It sounds kind of like a clean guitar with a bunch of delay and maybe some warble or something going on. Yeah. But having that starting place... Uh, it sparks new ideas, you know, it's a mm -hmm. different spot for you and you can probably relate. Uh, I, uh, like tired of winning is an eight string song. Spirits is an eight string song. I never played eight string before. I just kind of like pushed myself to like, all right, you know, we're, we're going to have a couple eight string songs on the album, you know, cool. and it's like, I'm, I'm doing it and I'm going to, I'm going to see what happens. So I'd say that's, what's uh, kind of different about this one. Well, I love that. I love that you touched upon something that, uh, people at home might not uh, might not get all the time is that that interest in grabbing up other instruments isn't necessarily to be like, oh, I, I want to play that instrument. Sometimes it's exploring something that takes you, you know, you've played the guitar for how many years you've been playing it and it's the same notes, it's the same strings, it's the same everything. Maybe I need something a little different to to spark an idea. Maybe it doesn't end up happening that way, but it's just... You know, if you don't play the piano, go sit down on the piano and just try and find the notes that way. And sometimes you can really create that way. And I think that's a, I think that's a really awesome thing you just put on there. Like with the with the eight string thing, like in winning time, I did hear it and it was it had like uh, I didn't realize it was an eight string. First of all, I really drop tuning, of course. But I I thought like had had uh, this like heavy three eleven or rage against the machine thing with that with that uh, that nice. initial riff that comes in. Really cool stuff. Um, so it's really interesting to, to hear how, I mean, what was that riff like for you? Where, where I mean, was it just, hey, this, <laughs> this drop A sounds great right now. I'm just going to lay on it for a minute. Right. Yeah. That one, honestly, um, we, Ben, Dan, and myself, um, uh, just in the jam room, and it felt like, man, we really need something that's just gettable. From the start, from the get-go, solid, just like you're saying, kind of like a Rage Against the Machine riff, something with a little uh, maybe West Borland in it or whatever. Right. So it's like got a unique, weird sound to it or quality, um, but it's just a good, strong head bobber. And it was like, I think it was, it may actually have been on six string first, and then it's like, well, let's hold on, let's let's change things up, let's uh, let's throw this on eight string and kind of see how this sounds and and get it going. Um, so that was just like 
you know, you know how the jam room is or whatever. It's like, let's just kind of like get a bunch of crap here. Let's record it all terribly and let's listen <laughs> back tomorrow or, you know, next week in a month. And it's like, oh, that was good. Let's, let's work on that some more. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think that was one. It was just like, let's do this on eight string, even though it originally wasn't. And that's going to kind of like take it out of maybe something we've heard before. Right. In regards to, you know, Rage or Limp Bizkit or whatever, and kind of like eh, throw it into a little new territory. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it is new. It, um, it, it sounds great. It, it's on the Retaliators soundtrack, right? It is. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's the, the I haven't seen it yet. Um, it just got uh, just the new screening just came out yet. Uh, have, you haven't seen the movie yet either? No, I haven't. I, I need to. Yeah. Well, it just came out in the theaters, I think, the other day. All right, so right. I saw Eva point, uh, posting about it. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in checking it out. Do you know anything about it then? Or did, did they just say, hey, we're going to put this song in, in, in the movie? Right. Um, I, I, I do know, right, Jacoby, Eva, and uh, like Ivan, and uh, I think uh, Zoltan is in it too. Right. Um, Spencer I know from uh, Ice Nine Kills. Thrasher. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Spencer's in it as well, yeah. Yeah, it's a big Thrasher. There's uh, It's really gory. Um, just kind of seeing some early previews um, of it and everything. Um, I hope it's cool. I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Our song's in it. I'll, I'll check it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, one of the things I forgot to talk to you about when I was on your show, uh, again throwing it out to there. Um, I had actually seen your band before that at like I think it was a. I was watching at home either like the Loudwire or one of those award shows. And there was a, uh, I, th I think it was a Loudwire one because it was like the first year that they were going to like live stream it or something. Or it was, they made a big deal about it. And um, you guys definitely stood out as one of the performances for me that year. I think it was like in 2017. Um, and it was you guys in like this other band. And Sorry, guys. Uh, they had like a space theme going on and the, like an astronaut kind of space theme. Oh, Star Set. Star Set. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I knew it. I was just wanted Mark to say it. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Star Set and you guys. Well, I, I really like Star Set's uh, uh, set as well. Um, but your guys' thing, one of the things that I that I noticed, I mean, one of the things I think everybody notices, notices right away from your live show is that Scorpion Tail you guys got going on. So I mean that that in itself is something very different. Um, looks like uh, looks like Johnny has it there to mess with your guitar tones in there at some some points. Uh, can you explain to me what this thing, what this contraption really is? Who built it? What the fuck is going on with this? Because I'm just intrigued. I'm like, did these guys like get in a garage somewhere in Austin and just start building this shit together, or what the fuck's going right. on? Right. <laughs> no, it's it's basically an over glorified guitar pedal. So, and the, the way it's routed kind of through uh, computer um, effects and whatnot that are, they're routed to these buttons that kind of like dubstep the guitar out or stutter it out basically. Okay. And then these levers that Johnny's playing basically pit, pitch up and pitch down the guitar. Um, so it's, it's, but it's, it's just kind of in real time. Like we started messing with this in the jam room and he kind of had this like tiny MIDI controller and he was doing the stuff. It's like, this sounds awesome. But this doesn't look awesome at all. It was like <laughs> you, you could, know, well, these days you could. I mean, it looked like a little video game that you're playing up there, you know, like. <laughs> you know. But you know, we, it's a very loud, big sound, right. and so our our bass player Dan ends up welding and kind of creating these these big uh, giant creations, and so he. He, he had this idea of like, I'm going to lift Johnny's drum set, which is like a kick and a snare, but like handcrafted uh, very intricately with like uh, motorcycle parts and just weird metal pieces. But I'm going to lift it in the air and then this arm is going to come up and it's like, what you're going to do, huh? <laughs> and we're going to route it to be like this, the video game controller sounds and everything up there. So it's, yeah, it's, it, it. It worked out. He kind of blew our minds with with all that. Um, definitely props to props to him for taking it on. You know. Yeah, that's an that's an incredible. I wouldn't even. I mean, I'm not very mechanical at all. So obviously, I would have <laughs> zero idea how to how to how to take any of that on. I mean, welding, all that shit, and then of course to have the idea to do it, and then Johnny for trusting him 
to uh, jump on it every day and make sure it's, I mean, what, what's it like for maintenance out on the road? I mean, that's something that it's a, it's a one-time build, right? He's not, he's not, you don't have duplicates of the scorpion tail on the back, do you? You're totally right. Yeah, it's, it's, no, we don't have duplicates. So when something breaks, it's like Dan literally gets out like his welding helmet and uh, kind of goes to town to like, needs to fix this or fix that. It's, which has happened sometimes. So yeah, I can imagine. I mean, just being in the, in the trailer, in the back of a truck, you know, just some, some, some of those things just get, shit gets loose, yeah. you know, you know, and it's like. Yeah. Totally right. <laughs> Especially yeah. if you're trying to jump around on it like 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 you guys are. It's going to, I don't know. Yeah. You, you want to make sure someone's not slipping and sliding up there. Has there been any, I don't know, has there been any incidents where uh, in the middle of a show something hasn't worked or, you're, or someone's fallen off of it? or Fortunately not. Not going to huh? Yeah. Johnny has... Um, uh, there's, you know, several shows, you know, you play and it's like, ah, oh, the ceiling requirements here, you can't go up, you know, don't do it. And he totally forgot, but we didn't attach the lift at all to it. So basically he went to his spot behind and like pulled the lever to let the air kind of fill up the airbags. So it, it, you know, it'll lift him up in the air and he pulls back and the ball of Drumtron just kind of like falls on him. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so that was unfortunate. You know, Dan had to quickly like throw his bass off and like pick up Drumtron, help him out of there. Um, that was, that was that, funny. That does help yeah. that you have your, your, your uh, Scorpion Tail Tech right there on stage with you. <laughs> right, right. You may not yeah. have bass for a couple of songs, but you got a Scorpion Tail Tech up there. <laughs> that's true that's true man it's it's a funny wild thing so i you you said that uh johnny's living in um uh baton rouge right and you're you're in uh in austin but i read that you guys grew up together didn't you guys meet in like middle school or high school and start playing together is that true yeah basically um with man we all actually dan johnny and myself met at like church camp you know, we were okay. just church kids, grew up in uh, conservative Christianity and everything. And they had played in the youth band together. And we had all gone to this church camp. I think Johnny went down the hall. I was playing some Metallica riffs. And he's like, oh, dude, yeah. Do you want to be in my band? And I was like, no, I just like playing Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I don't want to have to go right and do that shit. I just want to sit here and play some riffs. <laughs> right. So I, I, I rethought that idea like six months later, gave him a call back. And, uh, you know, that, that first session, like kind of jamming with somebody else, uh, like he was like, oh, man, this is what I want to do for right. sure. You know, you feel the, the magic and everything in there and it, it changes you. Um, but, yeah, kind of that was, golly, maybe like 2001 or 2002. So it's, it's been a while. We didn't start touring until 2005. Or so, and that's actually when when Dan joined the band. Mm-hmm. Um, before he was like, I don't know, you guys are a little too progressive, a little too noty for me. There's no groove in here. I don't want to play bass to this. Um, and it took us kind of going to college together and us living together for him to kind of like hear some stuff I was creating. And he's like, okay, I, I want on board. And with Johnny was playing drums at the time too. Right? Yeah, because you guys oh. had a, yeah, and he didn't. You guys had a different singer for a while, and then he stepped yeah. in. Um, yeah, we, we had like four or five other singers. Did he, didn't he reluctantly step in as as the? Uh... Yeah, kind of, sorta. It was it was a very different move, as as you yeah. know, you know, going from drummer to vocals, um, with just uh, you know, you're used to hiding behind all these drums all the time. So, uh, it, but after four or five singers, we were just like, man you have the best harmony voice here and he had a passion to do it. And so it, it, it's going to be a lot easier to find a drummer, you know, and we're, we're writing the lyrics and melodies together anyways, you know? So yeah, we, we did that. And then uh, actually the first album you hear him sing on is uh, the Funeral Fleeting, the one you were kind of talking about, right. the 09 release. Yeah. Well, I mean, it worked. It all seems to have uh, worked out well for you guys now that uh, you got this lineup going. Uh, you got a show just, I, I saw you guys posting about a show in Nashville. Carrie Underwood came out or something like that and, uh, and, uh, and, and gave you guys props. Did you get a chance to meet her? Did you see that afterward or what was that all about? 
Yeah, man. Um, yeah, she she actually came out. She was actually a, a fan before, and I think Johnny had reached out because it was like she only follows two hundred people, and we're one of those people, mm-hmm. and and one of those bands. And so John just kind of started a conversation, and you know said, "Hey, we're playing Nashville. You know, do you want to come out?" Um, and so it was, it was interesting. Um, at like nine a.m. that day, like. Uh, her tour manager and manager both came out. They like and security guy like discussed a strategy to like how she's gonna get there, where she's gonna go, and everything. Totally makes sense. Yeah, it was just a, another level of like, oh, cool, you know. <laughs> so she's this, is how, this her, is how that this is how that side lives, huh? All right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So she had had this like special crow's nest that that she was at uh, right. for the whole show. And after the show, yeah, she came back. We hung out for about 20 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Um, she's badass. It was awesome. Yeah, she had a few drinks. She had a good time. It was mom's night out. You know, she has, I think, two kids, maybe three kids, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and she didn't bring him to the show? No, no. Dad was home with the kids. She just came out to rock. So that's that awesome. was really cool. Yeah, she, super nice. No, oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've heard great things. I never had the pleasure, but I've heard great things. I just wanted to ask about that. But, yeah, uh, of course, of course. It, and it's always nice when you see that kind of genre skipping type of thing. You know, it's right. like, oh, like you don't just like country, you know. And it's like, no, oh, I like I like metal. I, or good music is good music. Right. So it's it's nice when people kind of cross into each other's territories. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind, uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaking microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick, and usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work, but we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh revisiting classic material talking about the new classics um all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that that you either love want to love or hate yeah imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that that uh, has impacted your life uh and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week so triangulate your speakers Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. Well, hey, friends. My name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Yeah, and I feel like uh, luckily for... Uh, guys like us, it's it's become more and more acceptable. I mean, I guess in a lot of ways, right? Because when I was yeah. growing up, when I was a kid, I mean, I, I was it was punk or metal, even that close in a genre. Like, I, could, I it was weird for me to like both. And like now, it's I feel like because everything is so accessible, you don't have to go and get shunned by the uh, by the CD guy at the at the thing. Oh, you shouldn't listen to this shit, you know. He's like the record player guy. You know, watch High Fidelity. The guy, the the guy that's that selling movie. you something has oh. an opinion on on what you're buying. It's like get the fuck yeah. out of here and let me buy the record I want to buy. Right? You know? Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie, though. Great movie. Jack Black is amazing in that. Oh yeah, yeah. He sings some Marvin Gaye. It's it's incredible. I love that movie. <laughs> but yeah, now that everybody can get everything, it seems like that's kind of. Uh, it, rightfully yeah. so, just kind of our, an archaic way of thinking. It's like, 
I don't have to identify with the music I listen to. I have several different moods. I would like to listen to different music at those different times of the day. And it's okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird that you even have to say that. It's okay to like different music. <laughs> right, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, you did so. touch upon a, a, a little bit of, uh, you know, Carrie Underwood had a couple kids, and I saw that uh, in your post, uh, you, have a, you have a son, right? Yeah, I do. And how old is he? He's nine. He's nine now, wow. You're like yeah. way, way ahead of me there. And he's a... He's into gymnastics, right? Yes. Yeah, man. He goes to – it's nuts how much he goes to practice. Uh, like, seriously, it's like 20 hours a week. So he'll have school until 2.45, and then he's off for like an hour and a half and then goes to gym practice for 5.30 until 8.30. Five days a week and on Saturdays from 8.30 to noon. Jeez. So it's – they, they hook you early, and I get it because, yeah, this stuff's really hard to do, and that's how they will get you to level 10, kind of that Olympic college level. Uh, you just have to be able to condition and train that much to build that much strength, and that's required of these skills, you know? Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm hearing this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, sure, man. It makes sense, though. I mean, it totally makes sense. You're, what you're saying is absolutely right. I just... I've never thought of it that way. Um, right. Uh, was where did gymnastics come in, though? You know, like I, I always curious as to uh, yeah. how how kids are finding that. I mean, it's great. Uh, my son does like a my gym class. It's kind of like a, a a little bit of a gymnastics kind of thing. But where yeah. when did you know that he had a passion for it and is considering like a college uh, uh, um, scholarship with it or getting to that next level where it's not oh, I just enjoyed, you know, hanging out in the jungle gym and doing some cool shit on the bars. You know, like, when does it become the next the next level? And we're, and how are you and the wife thinking about that? Or how do we support this? Because it is, it is a bit of a different sport. You know, in America, we have the traditional big three, and it's not one of those. So what, what are the similarities and differences there, I guess? That's true. Um, my older brother actually kind of, grew up as a gymnast so for me it was i kind of understood a lot of that world i didn't flip so well so like eh, it wasn't my thing i tried it for like a year and i just i ended up going into singing and music that became my thing but for him it and and they really committed him early on so i knew it was coming you know for our son if he did take it seriously my wife also has coached gymnastics for like 10 years too, okay. to like little tykes and everything. And so she knows that world as well. He was just a, a very energetic kid, always jumping on stuff, jumping off of stuff, you know, and this was almost a way at first to like, let's get that energy out, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You're oh, going to yeah, go definitely. over here and you're going to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes because I need some time right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it's – I definitely recommend it. You know, it's it builds a lot of discipline um, and and self awareness and control. You know, uh, obviously it, you're committed to working out, and so it's you're doing that. And as far as your physique and everything goes, like, which is uh, kind of kind of a cool uh, byproduct of all that too. You know, yeah, wild. Um, he's already kind of got a, a little girlfriend and everything that he's talking to. It's he's nine years old. This is insane. I mean, they pretty much play like Roblox or Minecraft together, you know, and yeah, that, whatever, and that, whatever it is the kids are doing these days, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> make us sound real fucking old there. Um, but it's funny though, when you, when you talk about the, the physique and thing too, as I'm, I'm thinking about it, I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, that makes sense to, you get in shape, blah, 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 blah. You get the ladies that way, whatever, you know. Um, but it, it, it just occurred to me as you were talking about it, um, you don't necessarily have to take those skills into gymnastics all the time too, right? It could open the doors for if he ever wanted to do like stunt stuff or like Cirque du Soleil or even something that I love, professional wrestling. That could, I mean, that, that could help with that stuff, no? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just body awareness, you know, and, and certain strength uh, requirements that are necessary for all that stuff. My older brother actually got injured, I think, right around 14 real bad, mm. took a year off, and then decided to go into diving. 
So, and he did that. Okay. It is a high school sport. So he did it all through high school. He did it through college, got a scholarship, was actually going to ask, or he got like 13th at uh, one of the Olympic trials, didn't make it, uh, was asked to coach the Australian Olympic team, which is badass. He didn't end up going because he fell in love and got married and uh, had a family, which is awesome. Um, That's also cool, but going to Australia yeah. would have been pretty cool too, you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> have you been to Australia? Have you guys been out there and toured uh, Australia? We we did. We were fortunate enough to go at least once for Soundwave in 2015. Soundwave, okay, cool. Yeah, that was, that was badass. Uh, it was, you know, it's a different world over there in all of Asia and everything, and there's it's just very eye-opening. So many cool uh, sights and scenery, all the culture to take in is really awesome really really enjoyed my time there absolutely yeah i've always always enjoyed my time out there yeah. speaking of enjoying some time i wanted to get back to a little bit of the touring life with you and uh, yeah. some of the some of the other bands that i know that you've been out on the road with um i, I so ava eva i've always wanted to call her Ava. we already had this discussion no no me too, i, I right? want to call her ava but she's like no she said that they had to change it to eva anyways it's a whole story you could find on the podcast we talked about uh, anyway, Eva uh, was uh, was on the show, and she mentioned there was a cowbell um, uh, in, in incident at the end of the tour. We we're talking yeah. uh, uh, end of tour pranks. Yeah. So uh, you're good friends with uh, all of the Trey, you dudes. Yes, I know. And uh, so their song uh, "Blow" has a uh, you know cowbell in it, and yeah. it was. Dan, our bass player, had this great idea early on in the tour. It's like for our tour prank. Man, wouldn't it just be hilarious if there were a hundred people with cowbells on stage, just like going ape shit, like all you know, complete SNL style? All, all Will Ferrell with it? <laughs> all the way, yeah. Um, and we even so we did it. We we ended up buying all those cowbells. We handed them out to the crowd. It took a while, so I I stole the mic from Brandon and kind of. It was weird because it's like I'm gonna explain what this prank is, and then we're gonna do it. So you're not you're gonna know what's coming, but it's gonna be awesome. Oh, so you, you set it up a little bit, okay? Totally. So it was it was a lot of fun. We we definitely uh, take time in like exploring all these pranks. Typically, with uh, you know the tour family that's there for months and weeks at a time. It's like you get to know each other, you grow close, and it's I don't know. It's a good like coming of age or just a good celebration to end the tour a lot of the times so that was that was one funny thing uh this other band one time brought this mariachi band on stage uh like right after we finished the song which is amazing it's it's so rad it's just they're just <laughs> what band was yeah. that because i gotta uh, that's that's a good one i like that one yeah pa palisades had paid these mariachis because we're playing in san antonio our hometown on the riverwalk so there's just mariachis all over the place, you know. Oh, she just, just went out and grabbed. They just went out and grabbed one of those ones. That's yeah, rad. just serenading, you know, people eating dinner. And That's it's classic. like, dude, come over here. I'll give you two hundred bucks, and just as soon as they're done, just just start playing. And it's just it's hilarious. After like a ballad song, you know, we hit the last chord, and Dead then serious. like you're all feeling it. You're all feeling it too. I love it. That's out a come these moment. mariachis, and we just go with it, and we're just like singing with them, you know side by side and the crowd's loving it um man we got of mice and men really bad we got these inflatable t-rex costumes and we were like moshing to you know metal it was it was awesome <laughs> that was really funny um i heard I about we, the one uh, you did with ghosts though I, I heard there was a good one uh you were talking on the brutally speaking bot uh podcast i've been on that nice. one as well uh good podcast over there john um yeah so Explain this one, because this one, <laughs> when I heard it, I was like, that's, that's pretty fucking perfect. Yeah, some, sometimes we do some stupid stuff. Uh, it was good. We had all of our crew uh, dressed up kind of like their crew, basically. Um, I should probably, the, the good part of this story is we, we dressed up in Ghostbuster uniforms, you know, and we were full-blown ready, you know, to get the ghosts out of here. Um, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So wait, wait. Did you come up on stage though? Like while they were oh, while yeah. they were playing to do that? And how did no. Tobias? How did Tobias take that? I wish we we could have. Because I mean that would I mean with their whole you know I, I, we've been on tour with Ghost before, an amazing band. 
I know uh, Tobias is, is great. They have the they have the amazing imagery is very much a big part of what they do, and to go up there and mess with that would just be something to behold. I guess is is like I, I would be very curious as what the reaction was. So, can you walk me through this prank a little bit a little bit more in detail? Like where where are you guys standing and and uh, you know uh, ghost busting it? Yeah, I wish that it would have been part of their show. But as you know, kind of like when, when you're in the opener or whatever, it's, it's like, ah, uh, like this is we'll, we'll do it. We just played Ghostbusters for our set. Like that was our whole set. We just played in these costumes and it was like, this is funny and people probably won't get it and think we're idiots or whatever, but it's like, you know, ghost is playing next and that's gotcha. the humor of it. Um, it would have been a grand slam of an idea to somehow set it up to like interact with them and have Tobias like kill us off or something. <laughs> you know, he just, well, what if he just like pulled off the, the Pope outfit and he was dressed as Gozer and he was just ready to oh. go that, that like, but I, I could see him being ready for that. For some reason I could see Tobias being ready for the brain just being like, Oh, Oh really? I've got you now. And then just go yeah. for it. This fucking full Gozer. That would have been so cool. <laughs> What could have been? We'll just pretend that that's what really happened. No there one, knows, no one watching this knows if that really happened or not. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. We got to come to you next time. Yeah, man. I've got, I've got those ideas. I don't know. I actually don't. I, I miss the tour pranks, though, man. I, I haven't, I haven't been. To, we haven't done those in in a very long time. Bring them back, man. Brings the fun. Good times. Do. Yeah. <laughs> well, first we just got to bring touring back in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that. Yeah. Yeah. Sucks. Well, how long has it been? When when do you play again, Johnny? Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, and it's going to be a little while longer. Wow. Um, <laughs> not a. I mean, there, there. We're we're figuring some stuff out. We're definitely actively working. We got a. Yeah. Got an album we're working on, and we're really excited about. So. Shortly oh, yeah. after that, when when that thing is ready, we'll be ready. And there that's, you go. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's, that's all. There's no timetables. We we kind of we like to we like to make things are uh, really difficult on our fans. So we'll, we'll decide when we're ready to get back out there. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's done when it's done. I get it. Yeah, man. Well, uh, I know you got a busy day. You got a show tonight, right? You guys just finished up sound check and all that fun stuff. So. I'll let you go, Ben, but uh, it was a lot of fun talking to you again, Mark. Everyone go check out the new album, Spirits, October 14th. It, oh, it already came out by the time everyone sees this, so oh, yeah. go check it oh, out. Yeah. It's all yeah, out there. Like it. It's all yeah. out there. You guys are already listening to it. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I appreciate the time, man. Have a great show tonight, and uh, we'll keep in touch. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Johnny. Really Cheers, appreciate bro. it. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'll see you, bud. Cheers. And that'll just about do it for this week's episode of Drinks with Johnny. Thanks for being here with us this week. Thanks to Mark for being on the show. Uh, They're on tour right now. Uh, Later on this week, they're going to be in L.A. at the wheel turn. I'm unfortunately going to be busy and not going to be able to make it out to the show. But I did did talk to Mark. We're going to be doing a follow-up phone call. So much more to get into with him and the band and how that tour has been going. I've been texting him. He said he's got some crazy stories from tour already. So uh, if you're interested in hearing more from Mark, make sure you are subscribed, following whatever it is to this podcast so you get that follow-up phone call later on this week. It'll be dropping on Thursday. Um, Again, really, really uh, happy that you guys are continuing to listen to this. And if you're new to the show, welcome. It's been an absolute blast uh, getting to know some of these other artists, some of these other people in all these different walks of life doing this show for you guys. If you're a big fan, make sure you're following us on all of our social media. Head over to drinkswithjohnny.com. We have a really cool contest going right now. And uh, all you have to do is buy these stencils. They're like $5. Or if you buy a t-shirt or a hoodie, it comes free. It's a downloadable thing. It's a stencil to make a pumpkin carving this month. Uh, It's going to be a Halloween contest. Only this month, I'm going to be picking out my favorite pumpkin that you guys tag me on. And uh, the winner is going to get to watch a horror movie of their choice with me. Um, Unless you're in the local area, though, as I've said before. Probably just going to be virtual. Um, But I will say it will still be a a fun experience for us both. 
Uh, looking forward to seeing what you guys come up with uh, with all your pumpkin carvings. So make sure you uh, follow up on that contest on our social media and at drinkswithjohnny.com. I guess that's my spiel for right now. Spiel, however you fucking say it. I really don't know. And uh, I'm having a great time. So I guess I'll see you guys all next time. Till then, cheers. reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is the rock and roll city for sure. Get down! The Wrath of the Buzzard. WMMS. Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The Wrath of the Buzzard. P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today, such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out every Monday.